everyone and welcome to the Child of the Library podcast, where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Guys, something very out of the ordinary happened, because not only did I go out on a fair, which is pretty unusual after one and a half years of staying mostly at home, but I also went to the Frankfurt book fair. And the last time I was there was 2018, and it feels like ages ago. And I was there with my husband and two of my best friends. Back then, things were pretty different. We went on a Sunday and we were quite astounded by how many big English publishers were there, at least for me. So the English section back then was pretty big and you were only able to purchase books on Sunday afternoon. And even then, it was only possible to get them from the international publishers because of course they did not want to take all the books back to their home countries. And back then you also had in like one of the smaller rooms, when you walk to the actual like big fair halls, you had a little like subsection, so to say, where they sold manga and figurines of animes and stuff. And it was just a very nice niche, to be honest. And of course, one of the highlights, just like for me personally to watch, because I always marvel at the creativity of these people, were the cosplayers. Because for everyone who does not know or has not been on the public days to the book fair before COVID, they had quite a big community and they were really, really like present outdoors. And they looked so, so, so incredible because they had so much passion going into their costumes and you could really, really see. And it was very, very cool to watch for me personally from the outside. But because, as you know, from two episodes past, I'm also a big manga and anime fan. This was like a very special little extra cherry on the cake for me at the book fair. But this year, a few things were a bit different. And I really wanted to use this episode of my podcast because the book fair was so recently to tell you a bit about my experience and how it was compared to the years before because what I did and maybe if you want to have more of a visual stimulus when you listen to this or after you listen to this you can go to my Instagram at child of the library and there in the book fair highlight it has FBM for Frankfurter Buchmesse 2021 in the picture and there you will see like some highlight photos and also a little film clip of me going through the stalls and also seeing the different booths from the big publishers so if you want to you can definitely check that out. But I think it is important also like to give an honest opinion of what you thought after, you know, such a very, very different situation for all of us. A big world-renowned event like this comes back with like a slightly different concept and of course maybe a tiny bit smaller, but let's get into all the info of how it was this year. Overall, I think it was still a great experience, even though a lot of like tiny things were different or maybe, yeah, there was one bigger thing, but I will come to that. So the most exciting thing for me personally at this book fair was that I got invited there by Mark Tullius, who has been a guest on my podcast, I think in 
March or April this year. We did a collaboration episode over in his channel and on my channel and we really loved talking about him being an author and us both being podcasters and it was just so nice to speak about his work and to really realize what it takes to be like a full-time author and where all his creative ideas come from and it was a very very cool episode and it inspired me so much to do more collaborations in the future. And we did not stop communicating after that episode. We still wrote each other emails and stuff. And then at some point he approached me that he wanted to come to the Frankfurt Book Fair. And I was so excited because I had in my head, okay, I really, really want to go. But then he surprised me and sent me a ticket where I could basically choose the day, which is actually for everyone who has been to a fair of that size is like pretty unusual for someone who still belongs to the public as people say because usually those fairs are never open all days of the week for the public they're usually just open for everyone on the weekends so i got to choose a day which basically meant i could also choose one of those where the fair was not yet open to the public and of course i did that because i really wanted to like if you have the opportunity why would you not try to experience the fair when there are not that many people there and you could really take your time and maybe start some cool conversations etc so this was very 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 special and when we come to great conversations it was kind of also surreal to meet mark in person at his stall because you know when you meet someone over the internet and you're like yeah okay i'm in germany he's somewhere in california it's like a long distance <laughs> So maybe we see each other, you know, like in a few years or something, or maybe we do another collaboration together. But I would not have thought that in 2021, when I do the collaboration with him, I would also get to meet him. So this was super, super great. We went directly to the English and Asian section because they were in one big hall of the fair. And we went to his stall because, of course, I asked him before in which booth he was situated. And it was so great to see all his works in like physical form because up to that point I just had the ebooks and to talk with him about his journey, what the book fair has already given him. And I was so, so happy when he told me that he had made such great contacts because he actually wants to translate most of his books into German. And of course, when you are in a country that is so far away, it is always great to come to the country where you actually want to have everything translated and to make contacts and, you know, to get more into the industry and get some tips, etc. So I was super, super happy that the fair also had a very, very positive impact on him and on his work. And I was also so, so grateful because he gave me two copies of his latest non-fiction. And in there, there were two dedications. I got a German one, which is especially for my husband to read. And there was a dedication for us both as a couple because we got recently married. And then there was an English one. I also shared the English one over on my Instagram if you want to really read it. But when I opened it, I was so, so touched because it said that he just came to Frankfurt because of the great talk that we had and that he decided, because of course we 
also talked about the bookish scene and how big the fair here in Frankfurt is and how much of an impact it always has on the industry, not only in Germany, but it also has like a bit of an international impact. So he decided to translate more of his work into German and he decided to come to the Frankfurt Book Fair because we talked and it was so nice that he wrote that dedication into the book and yeah I was so so very moved by his words and I was so happy that I don't know I could make that impact on someone it was a very very special moment for me so we had a great talk we actually found out that we have quite a lot of similar hobbies also like as you might have heard if you listened to the other episodes of this podcast. I'm like the backseat gamer type and my husband is like very much into video games. So I love to like watch along when he plays. And there was actually quite a lot of overlap of what games we and Mark Tullius like. And we also talked about his family, how it was for him to be away for like seven days for the book fair. And of course, we also got to talk about his newest book. As I said, it is a non-fiction, but a bit more detail on that. So it is dealing with the brain damage that can come from like multiple sources, of course, but the source that he is exploring is also sort of autobiographic. And in his case, it came from all the combat sports that he used to do in his early 20s and stuff and how this really affected his health, his brain health. And the book overall is really there to educate about this, but also give a hopeful outlook that things can actually get better if you get the correct treatment. So I'm very, very excited because it's very different from what I usually read, but I'm also super excited because as you know, I do not talk about like a lot of books that my husband reads because he's not the very, very biggest reader. But if he reads, for example, like when we were on our honeymoon, he really loves to read something that is nonfiction, autobiographies, biographies. Well, probably autobiographies because they have got so much spirit from the actual person that they are about in them are more to his liking. So this nonfiction book, as it has an autobiographical element, will of course be right up his alley. And it was so, so thoughtful to give us an English and a German copy. So whatever we want to read, we have the opportunity. So thank you again, Mark. And it was such a great experience and it was so, so special. After we talked with Mark, we also explored the other halls of the book fair, of course. And it was so nice to like walk around without the big crowd. You know, you did not get shoved around. You did not have to rush through the booths because there were so many people behind you already queuing and it was just really, really great. I think that the hygienic concept that the Frankfurt Book Fair had was very, very good as well. So big shout out to them for that. But one thing, and this is the thing that I like sort of briefly mentioned at the beginning, was that the big English publishers, you know, the ones that I talked about back in 2018, the ones that had those big booths where I was so surprised that they were like so very present in that one hall that they had. Unfortunately, they were not really there. There were just like single authors there and most of the hall that was usually reserved for the English literature was now occupied by different Asian countries because they always share a hall. So unfortunately for my podcast, because I read so much in English, there was not so much to explore there 
in that language. However, what you always need to keep in mind is that we are in Germany and of course what we always have is German translations of the like biggest and most popular books. So when we went to hall number three, for everyone who knows the Frankfurt Book Fair a bit more, this is where all the, I would say like, general German literature is and all the translated German literature. So we have all sorts of topics from religion and politics to like general fiction and general non-fiction and all sorts of different publishers are there from big to small. You've got some who are like very into the creative sphere. They've got like calendars and planners and stuff. To be honest, this is a section that I very much enjoy to browse, but I'm getting distracted. So there we had all the big publishers that you know when you live in Germany, like for example, Bastei Lübe. I just love Bastei Lübe because they, for some reason, have the perfect technique to take big historic books, you know, the ones that are like a brick that you could really, really kill someone with, and they make them into the best paperbacks. They are super floppy. You don't break the spine when you try to read them. They are, you know, for a 1200 page book, they are very, very light and they are still such high quality so that you really enjoy reading them. I don't know how they do it, but I'm always so fascinated by it. So I always really love to read a book that was done by them. And right now, at the moment, my book club and I, we are still searching for like a historical fiction. And Bastel Lube has quite a lot of historical fictions. And I really, really hope that we choose one that is from them because whether I, I'm not quite sure if I decide to read an ebook, audiobook, or in physical form, but if I would go the physical route, then I would definitely have a good paperback on hand. So yeah, <laughs> let's hope for the best. But yeah, we have got Bastei Lübe, then we had like a big stall where we also had the international publishers with their books that were translated into German. For example, Penguin had like a big section and I, I just loved that booth. I could have gotten lost there for like hours. It was absolutely amazing. I really, really loved browsing the stalls and also see how the books look like when they are translated, whether they have any like big cover changes. I saw so many of my big favorite authors displayed on the shelves and it was just great. And one thing that was very particular was that within that stall I browsed and I saw two beautiful copies of 1984 and Animal Farm by George Orwell but they had like a giant sticker on them. You can see that on my Instagram highlight. And wow, <laughs> that sticker, it was so crazy because it had that crazy orange red color. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with that sticker business. I really don't get it. And I'm pretty sure that you're as a listener are also not a big fan of stickers that you can't really take off that easily. But then because I was like so shocked from that experience of that sticker, I saw more and more copies of those two books popping up. There were some that were so funky and bright and with their colors and they even had like like those prisma colors you know the ones that are shining if you like turn the book around and stuff so they were pretty crazy and cool and then there were so many other ones there were sometimes illustrated ones and like tiny little ones that you could find and it was absolutely remarkable because once something goes into the public domain you have so many different covers and I just love to explore that and it was such a great coincidence that 
1984 and Animal Farm from George Orwell, who I really, really loved reading from at the beginning of the year. It was, I don't know, it, it was fate. It felt a bit like fate. So this was also a very, very fun experience. And then also when you grew up in Germany, you know that Carlsen is a very, very big publisher for like teens and for children's literature. And it is always so fun to go to their booth and to explore it because there are so many memories that are reawakened and it's always really like a connection with your inner child if you want to say it like that. So overall the experience of that book fair was great. It was wonderful how the industry got back together, how the relationships were formed there and you could really see how very important it was for the industry to have that event because yeah, there are some prejudices that readers always want to stay home, that they are not maybe the most social people, but this is not true for all of them. I mean, I like to stay at home too, but I can be very social if I want to. And I'm not the only one like that. So you really, really got to see how these events were so great and so important in the past. And even though this book fair was much smaller, especially on the international side of things. And also within the German booths, you could see that there was still quite a lot of space because of course of the hygienic concept they had to give everyone more space to move around. But in general, it was just a wonderful experience and really a step back into normality. And I can't wait to go again, hopefully next year. But guys, this is not the only topic of this episode. I really, really hoped you enjoyed my little take on the Frankfurt Book Fair and what I really enjoyed and maybe did not quite enjoy as much. But what I also want to talk about in this episode is the upcoming Halloween festival. For everyone who is listening to this and is from an English-speaking country, Halloween is much bigger in your countries. So here in Germany, like, the children do it. They go from house to house and they do trick or treating. And there are also some celebrations where you dress up and stuff, some parties. But to be honest, when we see how much of a big deal it is within your countries, we're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> It's definitely not as big in Germany. However, what we in Germany are also very keen on when you have reading as a big interest is to get into the fall mood, cozy up with a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, any hot beverage of your choice on the couch, on the bed or wherever your reading spot is and to just sit there and read in peace and enjoy the fall mood. This is definitely also a thing here. So what I did this season was I really got into the mood to read like mystery books and also crime books, which I have to admit never really happened before. I love to read during this season, but it was not that I solely read like a little bit of like darker books. For some reason, the overall mood never really struck me because I always try to be like a very structured reader and be like, I want to read this, I want to read this. And usually I have like one or two books that I definitely want to read because we do them for our book club or I do a buddy read and they are sort of like a priority read. But then of course, all the other books are very dependent on my mood at the moment. And for some reason, the crime and mystery mood struck me this fall and I'm definitely not mad about it. So I thought, because this 
episode is coming up on Halloween, I wanted to talk with you about the books that I read during the past weeks that really fit into that genre and tell you how I felt about them. Because there were some ups and downs, to be honest. The first one that I want to start with is called The Cousins by Karen M. McManus. And I listened to this on audiobook and I have to admit it was really nice to listen to it on audiobook because <laughs> I was visiting my family. And whenever I visit my family, I use public transport like the train and the bus. And it just had such a great atmosphere to like be surrounded by people just like in the book because I was on public transport, but then also to have the fall mood and the crisp air. And it just really added to the vibe. Of course, the commute to my family did not take as long so that I could finish the whole book, but it definitely started off as a great point to set the overall mood for the book. And in general, what it is about is that we follow three cousins, they are teenagers, and they get invited to their grandmother's estate, so to say. And this is a pretty big deal because their parents were disinherited when they were younger and something happened in the past that led to that event of them being disinherited. And they also, like the cousins, they did not stay in very close contact when they grew up. So they saw each other like years past and then they are reunited because of them being invited to their grandmothers. So they, you know, get to know each other a little bit better. They go to the estate and from there on, like a few mysterious things happen because for some reason, their grandma does not really know that they came. And, you know, it starts at a very confusing point and everyone does not know what is happening. And from there on unfolds a plot that is sort of like a signature move from Karen M. McManus. She has written a few books in the past that always deal with like teenagers and some sort of crime and some people you know think that one of the main characters has done it and there are twists and turns and you never really like for me personally I'm never really good at seeing twists in books I sometimes see them when it comes to like series or films but not so much when it comes to books so I'm always very surprised by that and I really really enjoy Karen M. McManus because I think her writing is very enjoyable and very easy to get to and the characters are always very fun to listen to and to really get to know and for me personally it was quite nice because one of the main characters was like a somewhat professional swimmer when she was still in high school you know now it's the holidays when they are working at their grandma's estate so when she was still in school she was sort of like a professional swimmer and this just made a very nice connection to me and this really made me enjoy this book very very much i think it's really like up to par with all of her other books i really really enjoyed them all and this was definitely a great start to kick me off into the full mystery reading mood. Then we have The Box in the Woods by Maureen Johnson. And this is the fourth book in the Truly Devious series. Even though the Truly Devious case was closed within the first three books, this fourth book still follows the main character, Stevie, who is now dealing with having solved that 
big murder and trying to really find her footing as sort of like a detective and it's very hard for her at the beginning but then suddenly there's this new case that has been cold for like years and decades and she tries on to solve it but to be honest like there were a lot of parallels in terms of writing etc from the first three books which is not a bad thing but I don't know the story was like slightly repetitive to me I did not get as much into it as for example with the cousins where of course you have like a sort of similar basic concept with Karen M. McManus's books but here with the fourth book by Maureen Johnson, I don't know, I enjoyed it still, but I did not rate it as highly as the truly devious books, which also they started very, very strong and then they started to slightly decline for me. I really enjoyed the writing style, which is also why I picked this one up. But overall, I think that from all the books that I'm talking about here, this was the one that was the most disappointing to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> And then the last book that I want to really talk about was an absolute marvel for me. I enjoyed it so, so much. I did not really expect to find a new absolute favorite this season, but I definitely did. And this is If We Were Villains by M. L. Rio. I discovered this book through Booktube and it is basically a dark academia novel where we follow the main character who steps onto the pages for the first time after he served 10 years in prison. And he gets a visit from the old detective from 10 years ago who arrested him. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm retiring now. I don't know. I think there's something fishy about what was going on back then. I still don't believe that you did it. Now that I'm retiring, would you tell me what actually happened? And they go back to this very prestigious academy where the boy used to go to get his education. And they are very known for like the fine arts, you know, the arts that are portrayed by the muses in Greek mythology. So you had dancers, you had musicians, you of course also had the ones who were during drama classes. And they had a very strong focus on Shakespearean literature and Shakespearean plays. So back in the day, those students who were like the drama students, they would do Shakespeare's big works for productions from their school. And you really follow along that story of how Shakespeare is interwoven with the lives of these young teenagers and how this really had an impact on their lives and also uninevitably on the murder that ensues somewhere along the way and we really see the journey of the characters and see how everything unraveled and it was so great to have that incorporation of Shakespeare I really really enjoyed it and if you want to try this out which I highly highly recommend you should definitely definitely try the audiobook because they are really acting out the scenes so if you have ever been to a Shakespearean play or even if you have not you can really really imagine it very well how they are acting everything out and it's so nice to get into to, especially because I can understand that to read Shakespeare might be a bit of a downer for some people but believe me with this book it is absolutely worth it because those passages that actually are taken from Shakespearean plays they are such a great experience with that audiobook so highly highly recommend that you pick it up either now or for the next fall season or wherever you feel like reading a book like that great recommendation and now 
also thinking of If We Were Villains by ML Rio. I want to give a shout out to Lisa, who is producing the Alphanumeric podcast, which is a literature podcast for the literature journal Non-Binary Review. They've been around since 2014 and they really want to give new and established authors a stage to show their short form literature content. May it be poetry, may it be short stories. So there's a very great mix there. And when I got in contact with Lisa, I also, of course, read about who's the voice behind the podcast. And I was really excited to find this one particular piece of her past that I found very, very fascinating. Because do you remember in one of the past episodes where I said that what we are taught in school has such a big impact on how we develop? And what happened to Lisa is that in a lecture, her professor said that there are some forms of literature that can only be consumed traditionally and not digitally. So she really thought about, okay, and what are types of literature that can only be consumed digitally? So moving from that mindset, she created Lithomobilis, which is an e-reader software made specifically for non-linear literature. So the kind of literature that allows readers to follow the story however they want and to explore the parts of the story that they find the most interesting and the most compelling. And she is actually holding patents for that program. So I thought that this was so fascinating to see how that really impacted her life. And now she is part of the team behind the non-binary review, which is called non-binary because it blurs the lines between like classical traditional literature and digital literature. So I thought that this was quite a fascinating concept. And of course, if we think about the topics, which is short form literature and poetry, etc., we also think about Shakespeare because he had such a lyrical writing, but then of course is so well known for his poetry. And as you know, I also talked about the fall season in this episode. And one of their next episodes will actually feature the works of Edgar Allan Poe. And for everyone who knows him, you know that he is absolutely perfect for this season, for the spooky vibes, for the mystery vibes. So big shout out to Edgar Allan Poe, to the Alphanumeric podcast. Go check them out if this sounds up your alley. And again, one last shout out to If We Were Villains, because I absolutely, absolutely really, really enjoyed that book. And I'm very sure that it will make the top books this year list for me personally. And the last book that I quickly want to mention that I won't go too much into detail in is Little Thieves by Margaret Owen because I'm currently still reading it and I don't want to give a full review yet if I have not read it to the finish line. So stay tuned for that. It was overall such a good reading month and it was such a great start back into business after my summer and wedding break. And I really, really hope that you had a great reading month too and that you are fueled by all the fall and cozy reading energy and that you have a lovely rest of the year with a lot of books that you really really enjoy and that make it to the top books list that you read this year. And until next time I hope that we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Bye!